Hello guys, I'm back. We're uploading and uh, now we're we're uploading to uh, here and uh, hopefully you guys heard the first episode because we got started on Dale Earnhardt and again I will say as I was going on each episode is about 30 minutes so make sure you follow along each 30 minute episode. We'll discuss a different topic here and there. I uh, wanted to start you guys off with two for your, uh, what time is it right now on... Eastern Standard Time. Right now it is 1.35, so for all y'all getting out of work, hopefully y'all are driving safely and uh, things are going well. And uh, so we're going to continue on Earnhardt. So again, as I was saying before, uh, the man did mean business when he got behind the wheel for sure. Um, he, he had a lot of history and uh, he, had, he had been racing for years and years and years. Earnhardt raced longer than a lot of the a lot of the new drivers combined until his retirement so they uh definitely don't make him like they definitely don't make him like senior anymore for sure when it comes to nascar um i uh i i'll admit i have a bit of a shrine to Earnhardt in my uh race car room um a few pieces i'm after but uh um i after a few things so um yeah so um Say it to the least, um, I am a huge fan of Senior. I definitely am. Richard Petty. There's another driver. Um, Richard Petty was pretty good. Um, I saw him, his one of his cars on an episode of Cars and Coffee with Seinfeld. Um, pretty interesting show to watch if you haven't checked that out ever. Um, comedians and Cars getting coffee. It's a pretty good show. But um, anyway. Um, I'm not going to do a whole lot more episodes because I have to actually use the bathroom and uh, I don't want to keep you guys waiting on that. So, yeah, uh, let me um, I'm going to check my library in a minute here. So if you guys have not followed the channel, make sure you do. Now, a lot of people ask me, where do I invest my money? What scale do I invest in? How do I invest my money in collecting? What? What's this? What's a good solid investment? Well, I mean, I'd say in 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 terms of collecting, it's worth what somebody is willing to pay for it. Okay, if someone's willing to pay a premium for it, then it usually is worth that. So that's that's generally the guidelines. Um, a lot of the stuff I browsed eBay for a very long time. I looked at the high end. I looked at the low end. I looked at middle of the road. Even when I was doing going through high school and I only had a few, you know, back when I was working the uh, mediocre um, middle of the road stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I had a budget in mind for what I wanted to buy, you know, middle of the road, high end, low end, that kind of thing. Um, you know, you have to be careful with your money, no matter how much money you're making, uh, depending on if you're making if you're working at a high end job, a low end job whatever, you know, it's always all about that money, you know, and what you're willing to do with it, how far you're willing to make that dollar stretch. Um, even back when I was working as janitorial and even back when I was working at, as a stalker, um, I kind of knew where I wanted to put my money in terms of collectibles and I kind of knew how I wanted to do it. So it's just about pulling the trigger at the right time to say the least getting the right collection going. 
a lot of people ask me or some people come up to me they're like what kind of brands do i collect you know what do i get started in you know what am i what am i supposed to get started in because there are a lot of different brands there's crap out there there's good stuff out there i'm gonna put it like that and there's middle of the road stuff out there i'll put it like that most of the crap i find is either maestro jada anything resin um most of that junk i i mean I'm trying to think of something lower in than my so oh motor max yeah I don't buy any of that junk um, usually not because I found a lot of the uh, motor max stuff tends to have panel gap fitment issues but um uh, going with the high end um, it's hard to say what's high end or middle of the road um, in terms of who can make a decent piece um, green light is good. I really like the green light stuff. I really like the Shelby collectible stuff. Um, I uh, would say green light is pretty good for middle of the road stuff. Their detail and price point is decent. Um, I've never had a lot of issues with the green light uh, stuff when it comes to my mailbox. Uh, they're pretty darn good. Um, so yeah, I mean, I like green light a lot. Um, Huge fan. Uh, a lot of the Warren 64th is really high end for what it is, and a lot of their scales are good. Um, yeah, green light season. I hate to repeat myself here, but yeah. Um, GMP is good. Um, I, I don't have a lot of GMP stuff, but if you're going to buy a higher, higher end than the green light and somebody owned by the same company, uh, they're underneath uh, green light's umbrella. Uh, GMP is pretty darn good. Um, I, I would say in terms of them and, uh, Acme, I, I have a few Acme models in my collection and I want to get more eventually cause I really like the Acme stuff. And, uh, those are investment grade. Um, if you're going to pick up anything, uh, the Acme and the GMP stuff is very much investment grade, very limited numbers and production. So nine times out of 10, they're going to retain their value. Um, now I did get the big red Camaro. Now, a lot of y'all don't know what the big red Camaro is. It's uh, Dan and RJ Gottlieb's 69 Camaro that has a, uh, it's either, usually they either run a small block, which is a 600 cubic inch, or they're usually running a big block, but, um, they have the car set up to do two things, go fast and turn and, uh, pretty much smash records. That's all the uh, big red is set up to do. And if you can believe this, uh, the car is actually still street legal um, with all the power it has. This car cranks out 2,000 horsepower, if y'all aren't familiar. And this car beats uh, Veyron's. And this is in a 69 Camaro that's a steel-bodied car that is slapped on top of a stock car chassis, basically. Uh, very interesting car to watch on uh, one show I check out. Check out driving fast and taking chances if you get the chance to uh, watch it. Um, but it is a very uh, renowned car, and uh, Hoon again has done a uh, build biology of the car. And, uh, yeah, it is very interesting. So, And the only thing that is stock on that car is the 69 Camaro floor pans. And even those, they had to cut to get the rest of the stuff in there. So very little of that car is stock. <laughs> it's uh it's pro touring car number one it started the uh, pro touring craze and um yeah so 
anyway, I'll quit. I'll get off my soapbox about the one eighteenth, uh, the uh, real car. But I actually have the one eighteenth in my collection, and I'm very happy to have it. But I'm also happy to have it because a lot of people have been having defects with theirs, which I've noticed issues with window trim. I've noticed issues with chrome. I've noticed a lot of issues that people have had with their big reds. So I got pretty darn lucky that uh, mine is in a good is in good shape. So I'm very happy. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a nice piece. It really is. It uh, it's um, if you get from a trusted seller, I'm gonna say TP53 is the one I'd recommend buying from. Uh, they're pretty. He's pretty good. Uh, he's from Pennsylvania and he sells on eBay. Uh, check out TP53 on uh, for the uh, Acme and GMP stuff. Uh, I, I trust him more than I do a lot of eBay sellers, so um, just got to be careful. Um, number one rule about eBay, be careful what you're buying. It's not exactly like Wish, but still, just be aware of what you're getting. Um, it's a little like Amazon. I've bought some things off Amazon that haven't been satisfactory, but just uh, be careful with uh, eBay and stuff, what you're getting. <sighs> Sorry, I hate to make silence here, but um, a lot of people might ask, what do I get started with? What's a good scale? Well, I'm going to say either 164th or 143rd scale. Um, the reason I say that is 164th and 143rd scale are the best price to detail ratio if you're going to start out in collecting. Now, what's a good brand to collect in those scales? Greenlight is always good in 143rd. Spark is always good. Mini Champs is going to be your higher end of the table. Kiyosho is going to be good. Uh, and a lot of the 143rd scale, uh, if you're only wanting to pay $20 for a 143rd scale that's smaller than a 118th, I must say the Greenlight stuff is the way to go because their detailing is pretty decent. Um, I collect a lot of the Greenlight 143rd. In fact, I've got a few coming in the mail for me. So I'm going to start collecting more of those that are a little easier on the wallet next year instead of buying primarily 118th. Um, but <sighs> there's a few I want to get. I'm not going to lie. There's a few I would really like to get in 143rd scale for above my shelf in my den. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, but Greenlight has probably the best uh, price detail. Now, in terms of 164, there's a lot of brands I'm going to mention here. Um, Auto World has been pretty good. Greenlight is good. I like the Greenlight stuff in 164. And um, Racing Champions has nice stuff right now. Um, it just depends on what your price budget is and what you want to buy. Auto World, I found, is good. Like I said, a lot of those are decent. Um, now, before I say any more, be prepared to pay. If you're going to get one, be prepared to pay between 4 7 And if you're going to get the mini GT stuff, be prepared to pay $12 for a single 164 Yeah, I know. Why is that? Well, if you look at the scaling of a Hot Wheel, um, they're all meant to be about the same size. But when you look at the scaling of... Auto World, when you look at the Ford GT40, that's smaller than a, a Chrysler Vista, than, uh, than a Ford Vista Cruiser. 
I mean, you look at the scaling of the true 164 scale line. I uh, would say I've really fallen in favor of the Auto World 164 a lot. And it's just that it's because of the scaling, the detail, the price point. It's all pretty good on those. And if you're going to start out, I would recommend starting in the Auto World category because they are really nice. So there's, that's just for the modern day collecting. I mean, there's a lot of old. Uh, brands that are good to get into the muscle machine stuff is nice the uh the old Ertl stuff is really good in 164 they were really nice back in the day um in terms of 143rd scale Ertl made some nice stuff back in the day there were a lot of good makers of 143rd um that i can't think of off the top of my head but um yeah so so far this uh podcast is really getting off to a rocking start which is good to know um yeah, we may, uh, I don't know, I might cut it off at 20 minutes here because each minute, each episode is about 30 minutes long. But um, yeah, if you're uh, into die cast and if you're in a different subject matter, definitely check out the uh, J-Rod show um, as usual. Um, I love having you all on here. If, you, if anybody's new to the channel, um, remember, I'm just getting started. So I have a lot of subject matter I want to cover. I have a lot of stuff I want to talk about, and I have a lot of stuff I want to break down. So uh, we'll be getting to a lot more in the coming uh, winter seasons. If I'm not gaming or if I'm not doing anything else or if I'm not busy, we will definitely be uh, coming into a lot more during the winter season. A lot of people wonder, how are we going to fight uh, this whole winter thing? Well, I just say uh, make constructive use of your time. You know, do whatever uh, – just try to make constructive use of your time. I'll put it like that. Have, have fun with what you're doing, you know, and, uh, you just got to make constructive time usage. That's, that's what I did to kind of fight off my cabin fever for a while. So yeah, it's all right. Um, what is the best piece that I spent the least amount of money of, in my opinion? I haven't gotten that question, but I would say it's my uh, Big Twin 88 Derby cover. And uh, my buddy of mine recommends that piece is probably a lot of Harley riders who ride actual Harley Davidsons, not the small ones, but this is a real Derby cover I have hung up in my room above my collage. That thing, it's a big piece of pop metal. And uh, it's probably worth at least a hundred bucks, and I only pay like fifteen or twenty bucks with it for a lot of car parts and stuff. And it was a mint derby cover, so it's off the primary drive of the uh, of the transmission. So kind of a cool piece, really noteworthy. So uh, yeah, I was pretty happy to uh, acquire it, to be honest with you. So it's pretty cool, yeah. There's a lot of pieces that I probably didn't pay a lot of money for that are worth a lot. In fact, you want to know what the best piece I have for free is. Um, I have a Rat Fink car. It's a 49 Mercury. It's a 124 scale, and uh, I got it for uh, free. Yeah, not bad. Um, but like I said, for all y'all out there, make sure you follow the J-Rod Show. Make sure you uh, obey the speed limit. <laughs> <laughs> make sure uh just be careful out there 
It's uh, uh, co since COVID's happened, I heard uh, I watched a video on Donut Media that uh, a lot of the uh, the more a lot more people are taking a trip now than flying apparently due to the flying restrictions and stuff, and it's uh, it's crazy. I heard um, or I read in in an article that um, accidents have been up a little bit more. <laughs> so just be careful, you know, you. You have to be, um, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's been crazy. It's been kind of like the whole uh, thing when they had the flying restrictions when nine eleven happened. Now that then there's been a resurgence in road trips and stuff. Um, I've heard that a lot more um, a lot more of the rates have gone up, and uh, I remember uh, I remember hearing that uh, street racing's become a bigger thing now. It's it's become huge and uh, Los Angeles they had uh, so many intersection takeovers popping up and they had so many um, street races popping up when one went down then three more would pop up and then it, it was crazy so and it was so bad they actually had to pass a bill called the Furious Act and yes I'm not joking it was literally called the Furious Act little hint to a, a movie franchise, but I'm surprised they didn't call it the Tulane Blacktop Bill or the uh, American Graffiti Act <laughs> just because of those movies, you know. But, um, yeah, they uh, literally had to crack down on all the street racing in uh, California because uh, it was getting crazy. Around Oklahoma, there was a lot more, and the roads were a lot emptier. So, yeah, COVID kind of really set things in motion. I don't know if it, I don't know if it's still that way. I think they've I'm fairly certain they've up patrols a lot more, but yeah, it's just crazy. They have had, I've seen a lot more state troopers out. I've seen a lot more of the uh, forces out. I've seen a lot more cops out in general. So it wouldn't surprise me if they've up more of the uh, patrols and stuff. But um, yeah, I, I've seen a lot of that going on. Um, what is the crazy, a lot of people might wonder, because I've, I've been on the road a lot, so People might wonder, what is the craziest thing I've seen out on the road? Um, I've seen a lot of stuff. I was uh, I was heading to a Halloween maze, right? And uh, me, Rick, my mom, Annifer and Sherry, we're all in the car together. And uh, I hear a... And I see either... Was, the first one's either a Mustang, right? I see a Mustang get over doing about 90 or almost 100, gets by us, blows by us in the emergency shoulder. Silver Camaro comes right up, and we're crossing. We're on the second bridge of the HRBT. And uh, I know for a fact that they are street racing. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I've seen I've seen a couple of them go down. Uh, I've seen a lot, a few. I'm not going to say a lot, but I've seen a few here and there. But, um, yeah. And uh, since uh, I'm surprised I haven't seen a lot more of it since the COVID popped up, but California is where you're probably bound to see it a lot. Um, but if you haven't followed a YouTube channel, if you like watching, uh, if you like seeing somebody break the law, check out uh, Magnus Walker and watch uh, Urban Outlaw sometime because he takes his Porsche and he takes it out in traffic and he has recorded video of him doing a hot lap in Los Angeles at midnight. It is crazy. 
So if you want to see something that's not on closed roads, check out uh, Magnus Walker's channel. He's a pretty crazy dude. <laughs> he literally records this video of him in Los Angeles. Um, yeah, it was pretty nuts to see that. Um, I remember when I first started uh, following uh, Magnus Walker a while ago. And uh, kind of an interesting channel. All right. So we're going to end the podcast here. Let you all go. And that does it for the first half of this day for the J-Rod Show. Have a good one. Bye. What is up, guys, out there? You are on the J-Rod Show, and today is all about um, how we got started in our diecast collecting, mentors, that kind of thing, so to speak. So a lot of people wonder who my, who my guy is that got me started in my collecting hobby. And I always go back to my friend Don. So, uh, yeah, he was, um, been a lifelong buddy of mine, been always a collector and sort of a, uh, um, kind of had the, uh, drive to get me pushed into collecting. I've had multiple people ask me who, uh, kind of my guy was in, uh, collecting. Um, I would say it was always Don who, uh, got me started. And from day one, from high school, he's always been a, uh, good buddy of mine to lean on. So he always had me, uh, he always had my back and uh big shout out to him. If you're out there listening to the J-Rod show, um, keep it under a hundred. Um, <laughs> I know uh, Virginia is pretty crazy for them drivers and stuff. So uh, make sure you're uh, careful out there. Um, a lot of people wonder what uh, resolutions are for new year's. Um, mine is uh, just keep, keep myself going and, uh, just, uh, keep the wheels on and, uh, it's all I got to do. And, uh, just keep on uh, going depending on who we have joining us on here. Um, hopefully we'll get people on the show soon and, uh, people will, um, eventually join in. But, um, I want to discuss the difference between high end and low end, uh, collectibles as far as that's concerned. Um, a lot of people wonder, uh, why, why, why do you spend so much damn money on this crap? Well, it all really boils down to the details and stuff on certain collectibles. And uh, if you want to uh, follow a channels, um, I can pull up a few good YouTube channels and recommend some for you guys to uh, check out. But um, Pedal to Metal is a really good one that I uh, do fully endorse. Also check out WTFFOR, my buddy from Canada that I always check out on YouTube. Um, make sure you check out also the J-Man 6.3 for more uh, die-cast videos. Um, I always have a review. I try to have some unboxing. Um, yeah, so people wonder uh, how starting a man cave. Uh, how do I get my, uh, how do I get my dream cave going? Well, um, I have a advice. Um, for that, if you're going to get your uh, man cave started, um, my advice is do whatever is cheapest first, but at the same time, do what may, may <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm tripping on my words here. Do what makes the most impact. Yes, do what makes the most impact. Um, LED strips, for example, can be a great way to add impact to any room. You can get ones that work off your smartphone. And they're pretty easy to install. They're peel and stick. Um, 
considering what you can do with them. Um, they can make a great impact for a room. Also, uh, metal signs and making a collage and having an accent wall is a very good idea if you really want to uh, up the extra ante. And also, if you want, um, get some uh, cheap uh, banners, uh, you know, some cheap banners with whatever you like, sports team related, whatever. They make all kinds of garden flags. And yes, they, are, they do come out of China, but um, they seem like they would be a decent way to accent your ceiling if you're doing a sports room or something. Um, I have some rat fing banners coming to make a lot of impact inside of my uh, gaming room. So a lot of people wonder what's going to make the most impact. Well, it's obviously going to be art uh, for me. Uh, buying collectibles is great, but it only does so much. Uh, hold on one second, guys. Yeah, sure thing. Huh? Do what? Oh, sorry. Sorry, guys, I am back on the J-Rod show here. All right, so a lot of people wonder, what, um, how do I make my room uh, work? Um, generally, you want to work off a theme, um, make sure everything's cohesive. Um, if you have a room based off of hot rodding, I'm going to say go with hot rodding. If you're doing Ferrari, um, I would say a red accent wall is always going to be your best bet. Uh, depending on if you have racing in one of your rooms, um, it's all about starting that, uh, starting that grand project and having a vision to go along with what you are doing. Hopefully you guys can actually hear me out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, what I'm going to say is it's all about starting with your vision and that's how you got to go with things. Um, a lot of people ask me, I don't have a degree. Um, I don't have any former education or background experience. Look, as long as you can stand on a chair and hang stuff and you have a decent eye for design, uh, just about anybody can do this kind of stuff. Okay, so another question that comes to mind is home entertainment. What do I get started with? Uh, what do I go with? Well, I mean, if you're going with home entertainment, uh, I have a TCL 43-inch um, TV. And uh, also, if you're going with uh, entertainment and you have a small dwelling, um, I'm going to say get a sound bar and a, a, me a medium uh, six and a half inch subwoofer, something like a JBL 2.1, which is always good for that uh, budding audiophile who uh, is interested in um, audio. Um, so for all y'all out there, um, I would say that it's good to um, probably start small and then maybe work your way up if you want something larger in the future. If you have a large square footage room, um, get something larger so it'll travel. I mean, don't get what I got, but if you have a lot of square footage and you have a cavernous, like large man cave that's like 700 square feet and you're just trying to fill an 800 square foot room as opposed to just a small living room, um, yeah, then you're obviously going to want something bigger, but, um, for what I have in my situation, my, uh, JBL 2.1 is fine. Uh, another thing is curtains. Um, curtains are always good. Um, they're going to block out light, ambient light. I, uh, have a set of blackout curtains 
in my uh, main room. Um, so to say the least, um, yeah, uh, having blackout curtains is a great way to accent walls. Another people ask me, uh, what is an accent piece? What is a grail piece? Uh, what it, what is your holy grail piece you are chasing? Well, <sighs> for me, that's difficult. Um, I have a lot of grail pieces in my collection. Uh, probably the one I would say I've been chasing since uh, high school is my one fifth scale uh, penny saved uh, motorcycle, and I, I've been after that shit since high school. <laughs> I'll be honest; it's been a while. So I, I've been chasing that thing down, man. You don't know how freaking long I've been looking for that thing. Uh, I just happened to find a good deal on eBay. So, yeah. So a lot of people, people might ask, uh, when starting a man cave, another popular topic of discussion I see on the internets is, uh, um, nails, tax, thumbtacks. And, uh, what I say to that is either hit up Dollar Tree or hit up a family dollar or hit up an Ollie's bargain outlet. That's always going to be your best bet for your, uh, your um whatever your needs are if you need something uh just uh hit up the family dollar that's what i did a lot of times when i first started moving in here is uh family dollar was a real lifesaver so hit up family dollar or dollar tree and uh that can really help you save a buck on uh, hardware and uh if you look at all the art i hung up um you wouldn't know it but i uh, got the hardware for real cheap what uh People ask me, where do I get my stuff at? You know, where do you get your, um, where are your resources? Where do you, um, where are your resources from? Uh, well, I would say um, eBay is good for the collectible side of things. Depends on prices. Um, I, I remember back when I was a kid living with my parents and I always thought, hmm, what would I do if I had my own place? What would I do if I had my own space? I always remembered, uh, getting inspiration through the genuine hot rod hardware catalogs because that's what I look to for signs and stuff and you know but um I ain't gonna recommend them because genuine hot rod hardware unfortunately is kind of pricey and some of their stuff um, I'll say this um, I would recommend Amazon for the metal signs because nine times out of ten you can find a Chinese distributor and a lot of the signs I have ordered off of some of these guys are pretty good quality. Um, I haven't had any issue. The only thing I noticed when I look at them is the print quality, maybe. But that's about it. Um, but they are a lot of the metal rat think signs and stuff you can find for not a whole lot. And the banners and stuff to accent a wall and things. Um, depending on what you get... Um, you're looking anywhere from like eight or nine dollars a sign, and then shipping and handling to uh, fifteen to twenty-two dollars a banner, maybe. So, but um, nothing is going to come cheap when you are doing a man cave. I have to warn anybody out there who is getting started. Uh, likewise, this is my first episode, guys. So bear with me and be kind if you're commenting or whatever. I'm not reading the comment section, so. I don't have one yet, so we're going to see how things go. Um, so this is my first episode. I'm very happy on Anchor. Um, check out Anchor if you want, and they're a good uh, service to use. Um, yeah, so we're going to keep going. Um, 
what is that uh, accent piece that you love? Um, like I said, I, I, I have a lot of them. Um, people ask me, what are, people probably wonder, uh, what is my favorite thing to collect? Um, people asking me on my YouTube channel from time to time where I get this question, or a lot of collectors will get this question a lot. What's their favorite thing to collect? And well, with me, there's really no cap. I mean, I got a variety of things and it's like my friend Parker says, I mean, I got a hodgepodge. So to say the least, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's really hard to say. I mean, my favorite 164 skill to collect is the Hot Wheels Black Box series. Um, and a little fun fact about them is that uh, <laughs> they don't make them like that anymore. If you look up, uh, if you look up um, the old process of how they used to cast those back in the day, um, they are not made the same way like that anymore. They uh, don't use the uh, the casting process they do anymore, unfortunately, and it's unfortunate because that way of them making them like that is long gone. They are never going to produce black boxes like that anymore. So um, I, I got a story about that. So uh, me and my friend Don are at uh, freaking Design and Consign and we're digging through the uh, bins and uh, there's less than a foot and a half of space between me, a shelf, and a real car. I'm not talking about a die cast. I'm talking about a real car. He owns a cherry 1969 GTX Plymouth. This car is worth almost as much as some people's houses. I'll put it like that. And this is a real deal Mopar. And I'm digging through crap. I'm scared as hell that I'm going to scratch this damn car that he has sitting there. And uh, I didn't have a lot of time to dig. I had a short time before I had to catch my ride home. And uh, um, yeah, at that point, I was about, uh, my ride was there. And I was calling my buddy from my consignment store continuously, trying to make a deal happen. And uh, I was about to miss my ride uh, over some die cast. I'll be honest. <laughs> I had that bad of a problem. But uh, if it were me, I would have just caught the regular transit home anyway. But, um, yeah, I was about to miss out on my ride. And uh, it would have been a freebie anyway. But, yeah. Um, to say the least, that's how dead set I am on the Black Box series. When I see a good deal on that stuff, I like to grab them pretty much immediately on stuff that I don't got. And I very much am a completist. In fact, I just got two of the Pony Wars sets in my collection off of a guy on eBay. I made an offer on him. And, uh, yeah, so um, what other one? What 164 scale line do I miss the most? And I'm thinking here... Uh, I, I miss a lot of the muscle machine stuff. Um, generally, I, I miss a lot of the muscle machine stuff. I do. I miss the Monster Garage line. I miss a lot of that stuff. Um, I, In fact, I just ordered a couple of the Jesse James uh, cars off eBay, which is going to be real nice to get. Um, I'm really excited for that, to uh, be honest with you. Um, so uh, we're going to probably save this in... A few more minutes. I know y'all don't want to hear me ramble on about diecast. So, um, my resolutions next year. Um, I, I got a lot of resolutions. I want to get out more, exercise more, uh, probably try and lose a little weight, uh, just uh, branch myself out more, 
um, probably take a vacation. So that's something I definitely want to do. Um, see if I can get more friends to subscribe to this uh, particular uh, J-Rod Show channel. And um, hopefully you guys follow along because we got a lot more to cover than just diecasts. I hope you know that because we have a lot of subject matter. So <sighs> what do I like besides diecast? Well, I like the art stuff. Um, arts is fun. I like movies. Uh, anything having to do with Hollywood. Um, I like some of the cult movies. I just watched Convoy the other day. That was pretty good. Um, it was pretty awesome. I really like Convoy A lot it was a really good movie and it's just proof that uh hollywood don't make movies like they used to anymore um those of you uh if you when, when you start following if you hear this episode those of you who know will uh know immediately what i mean when i say convoy that is a good movie so check out uh hopefully there now that hollywood is really uh not doing great financially now that the theaters have collapsed and stuff Hopefully now there will be a resurgence and people wanting to watch the uh, old stuff because, uh, yeah, it would be nice if we had a uh, renaissance era of the older movies, which I hope there will be because uh, they just don't make them like that no more. A lot of people might wonder uh, out there, even though you haven't asked anything on the comments section, um, my favorite modern day action movie, uh, probably would say the John Wick movies. Um, I, I like Keanu Reeves. I like his acting. His uh, his John Wick movies are my favorite. Um, I actually have the uh, 118th scale Mustang in my collection. So I put it that way. I was very happy to have it. And for those of you, you who are John Wick fans, Auto World is about to come out with a 118th scale John Wick Mustang. If you haven't been following DCX's page, um, uh, check them out. Uh, DCX has a, a spread on the John Wick card that Auto World is getting ready to release. And uh, I'm hoping it will be the Mach 1 because, um, in my opinion, uh, the Highway 61 car is a good attempt at the car. But technically, it is not a 429 uh, because if you watch the movie, uh, it is, in fact, a Mach 1. So, car is not all the way accurate but it's still a nice piece i'm not gonna lie so and uh might be wondering when i say it's a nice piece well uh i had to watch a few videos but i know a uh guy on youtube reviewed his and the detail is extremely nice on them um, i have an unboxing i have a uh out of the box video and uh they're worth every bit of $120 you pay for one of them things, man. They are. They are extremely detailed. Um, one thing to say is the uh, if you watch the uh, actual video, the hood opens up on a spring and scissor hood hinges. So it's like what you'd see if you were looking at an actual car. Um, uh, let's say the detailing on their 118th is almost like uh, a piece of jewelry kind of type thing, I would say. And I mean, even then, it doesn't even begin to describe how nice the Highway 61s are. I would say those are my favorite um, 118th to collect until I see something that's really different. But those are the only three Highway 61s I own, and they're probably my most treasured pieces in my in my movie car den. Uh, 
to say the least, John Wick. Uh, probably one of the best uh, movie cars I own. And uh, those of you who uh, have it in your collection, you uh, know. Um, the Anko was pretty nice. The Shannon Cuda was pretty nice. Uh, a lot of the noteworthy cars I collected this year. Um, I have an Ecto-1 by Auto World, and uh, it's a 121 scale just about. I have seen them described as 121 scale because if you look at the John Wick car and you're looking at the Ecto-1 in comparison, a uh, 1961 uh, millimeter or 1959 millimeter uh, ambulance is going to be a hell of a lot larger than a uh, Mustang because we know how big Cadillacs are if we have seen them. I've, I've seen one Caddy in person that's that about around that year. and. Uh, they're, they're boats, man. They're huge. So I have seen actual Cadillacs before, and they ain't small. <laughs> Compared to a muscle car in, in person, they're not small cars. They aren't. So I, uh, I have a feeling it's not exactly 118th, but it's nice. Um, if I could find somebody to do it, I would love to get some uh, lights and sirens in that thing. Uh, and speaking of Ecto-1, I had seen a freaking... What was it? A a one, not not just a one tenth scale. I saw a one quarter or a one six scale Ecto one online that has an MP3 player and everything. It's a gigantic version of those old. Uh, it almost reminds me of like those old Hot Wheels, uh, Hot Import Knights cars that had the lights and sound. It reminds me of that thing kind of, but um, this thing has got all the bells and whistles. And it's like $4,000. I'm like, man, for that price, I want to see the dang thing start up and drive. <laughs> I had just seen it for four grand. i am like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> but uh, I'd seen that and I'm like, I, I'm, I'm a die-cast aficionado myself, but I would never shell out that. Considering I just... Considering I shelled out $160 for the penny saved, um, yeah, there's a lot better things I can think of to do with four grand of my money. I mean, I could buy two of those uh, Traxxas Desert Unlimited Racers for me and my buddies with batteries and controllers and GoPros for less money, and I could have a heck of a lot more fun with those. So, I mean, I think of a lot more better things to do with uh, a grand of my money or two grand of my money. For sure. I'll say that much. Um, <sighs> there there are a lot better things I can think of to do. So, I mean, it's just like, I, I, I don't understand some things. I don't, I don't get some things. I mean, I don't. I like the guy's channel I follow, but I think $4,300 is a little much to spend. That's almost what a quarter of my collection costs in one of my rooms and stuff. Maybe um, my friend Parker, I asked him, I said, and this is another thing that uh, a lot of collectors get when uh, I I've gotten hit with this question by actual people seeing my collection. What do you think it's worth? You know, how much you got tied up in it, you know, or I'll get um, my friend Parker with um, the way he sees it. And I'm just going by facts and figures here. If it can be sold, I'm saying. 
And depending on if you can flip it, because my friend Don, he says all the time, he's like, all the shit I sold you, you could flip it for ten time, uh, three or four times what I sold it to you for. I'm like, yeah. Even the pennies saved I have in my collection, which I paid 160 for. There are people that are... I'll put it this way. When my friend Don was trying to sell his pennies saved, there were people calling him, like me, left and freaking right. So, yeah. It's a dragon quite a lot of the hot rod bike collectors chase a lot of times. And to have it in my collection before, uh, considering how old Jesse James is now, you know, once he's gone, you know, that's it. That thing probably will be worth, like, a lot more because, you know, and the way the way he made things back in the day, that's another thing, you know, despite, despite some of his uh, attitude issues and despite the fact that, he may have cheated on Sandra Bullock. Okay, so what? You know what? He dated a guy with tattoos. What do you expect? <laughs> I just... I gotta throw that out there. Um, considering he's done what he's done, yes, he may have some negativity surrounding him, but I gotta give it to this. The guy is an amazing craftsman. Yes, he is. Um, after watching all of his shows and the fact that he's about to reboot Monster Garage... It is going to be great to see him doing what he does best. And I've seen a lot of the work that he does. And I follow his uh, pages continuously. And I will say this. The man is an amazing craftsman. Um, hands down, all the stuff he builds, um, he's great. Uh, just I, I, have, I have nothing to say about negative about that man's craftsman. His attitude's not great, yes, but is his craftsmanship great? Yes. He Does he know how to build? Yes. Does he know how to do a lot of stuff? Well, yes. So I'm a big Jesse James fan. I mean, I've always been that way since I grew up with the episodes of Monster Garage and since I got started. That's a lot of those crazy car shows are how I got started. You know, Pit My Ride, Monster Garage, Overhauling. I used to watch rides on TLC. You know, I used to grow up with TLC when it was actually about learning and not uh, nine babies and counting and all that bullshit now. But yeah, I mean, I grew up with TLC when it was good. So yeah, I mean, I had, I had a good experience with them back in the day, but, uh, I liked what they had and, uh, they had good shows. So, uh, another obscure one. That a lot of people don't remember. I liked, uh, junkyard wars a lot. That was, that was pretty cool. And, uh, it may have been reality TV, but, uh, it was pretty cool watching that stuff. Um, it's hard to say. I, I, I like Junkyard Wars a lot. That was pretty good. Um, uh, to say the least, uh, I, I was uh, I was hooked from day one. I used to love watching it. Um, <sighs> a lot of people might wonder, uh, who's my favorite YouTube superstar? Who do I aspire to be like? Um, well... <sighs> I don't really aspire to be like anybody on YouTube. I just aspire to carve my own path. But uh, my favorite uh, YouTuber I look up to, uh, I'm going to say is Ken Block, for um, for me, at least. I, I like watching his videos. I like watching his drifting. He's a good driver. The stuff he can do with a car is amazing. And uh, if you haven't checked out Ken Block by now, uh, check out some of his Jim Connor videos. Watch him on YouTube. Make sure to follow him. Um, he does some crazy stuff, and he's built a lot of different cars. He is pretty amazing to watch. I will say the skill and control he has uh, 
it's pretty dang amazing. I will say uh, the things you can do with a car. Uh, I, I can't even do half those things with a D-pad in Forza or Dirt. Uh, it's pretty amazing to watch him. Um, yeah, I, I, I look up to him. He's a pretty uh, good uh, YouTube superstar to watch. Um, I like watching. So. What's the most expensive thing I have in my collection? Uh, I'm thinking. I would think it's the penny save by now because... Not only is it the most expensive piece I paid out for, it probably is the piece that holds the value the most because they don't make it anymore, I would say. Uh, intrinsic value, it, it's got to be up there in $180, $200 at least is what I could probably expect to flip it for if I get the right, if I got the right bidders and stuff. But I'm not, I'm not selling anytime soon. I'll say that right now. Um, yeah, I've, I I paid out for that penny saved. I'm not. I, it's not going anywhere. Um, and uh, yeah. And uh, another thing I want to talk about is senior Earnhardt senior. How how my obsession started with uh, Earnhardt senior. I was uh, I was young. I was in high school, and. Uh, I think I went my first trip when the Intimidator first opened at Kings Dominion. Now, I wasn't really big on Senior at the time, but um, I uh, rode the Intimidator at Kings Dominion. And uh, ever since then, I've been hooked on collecting anything Earnhardt related because uh, not only was does the guy have two roller coasters, which I have ridden both in the uh, Kings Dominion here, and I've ridden the one in Carowinds, but. Um, Senior was an amazing driver. He has so much memorabilia and he has so much merchandise from him from his glory days of racing that uh he was pretty amazing, I would say. Um I've I actually got so obsessed I started watching videos of him uh making passes in the grass and stuff, the way he used to drive, and uh just uh watching so many documentaries, I just became enamored with the man in black, let's just say. Um put it like that, I was just I was hooked. I put. I'll. I'll just say that much. I really was. So he had a. Uh, it's like they say the man meant business when he got behind the wheel. 